Ngā kai a matariki nāna i awa ki ki runga, ko te kai a te rangatira e hora nei hei hākari mā te taringa. Welcome to Mata with me, Mahinga Rangi Forbes, brought to you by Te Māngai Pāho and the Public Interest Journalism Fund. Joining me are two of Aotearoa's most formidable fire, Takutai Tash Kemp and Kylie Quince. He'll be discussing Kiritapu Allen, Acts, Tough on Crime Policies, the Green Party Conference and lots of other interesting stuff. But first, me pewhera te whakatōkeke, keke i te pūnaha haura, kia ora ai te iwi Māori. Te ora, the new Māori Health Authority is now one year old. After a controversial start, Māori health professionals say they're starting to see improvements for Māori patients. However, the National Party's health spokesperson, Dr Shane Reti, remains unconvinced. To share his views on how the health system can better serve Māori, Dr Reti joins me now via uh, Zoom from Te Whanganui Atara. Tēnā koe e te tākuta. Uh, tēnā koe. Good to speak with you. Are you still getting rid of Te Akawhaiora, the Māori Health Authority, if National gets in? Yes, I will. I will disestablish it. And nothing I've seen in the past year has convinced me otherwise. Uh, there may be some improvements. All the improvements I'm seeing are in structure, not actually in function. And actually what Māori need is functional outcomes. And I'd put it to the Māori Health Authority, show me one outcome. Anyone, choose it. I, I don't mind. Any outcome you like that's better in this past year. And in fact, before you say, oh, we've only been here for a year, there was two years of planning, lots of money spent with expensive earths, young consultants, and then one year of deployment. So it's actually three years in evolution, and Māori could reasonably <coughs> be expecting to see outcomes. Certainly that's what they told us at Select Committee as well. So when Māori health workers are saying that they're starting to see some outcomes for Māori patients, is that not enough? Yeah, what? What outcome? Just, Tell me one. Uh, I, I'm not a Māori health worker, but that's what we're hearing from them. Mm, that's not what we're seeing. That's not what the figures are showing. And I'm hearing quite the opposite, uh, that in fact uh, it is significantly challenged. Uh, I think uh, Minister Verrill needs to release the independent review uh, into the Māori Health Authority, the Ernst Young uh, review that she received on May 5 that she's refusing to release. Uh, I know because the sector has... Uh, indicated to me what that review shows, and, and there are challenges. If there are some good parts that have come through that the review shows as well, then tell us for goodness sake, so we can magnify that and spread that around the sector. So this needs needs to be a, val a balanced assessment uh, of the review, but I'm hearing it just shows challenges. For example, uh, the Māori Health Authority breached the Crown Entity Act in November last year by not having a full set of financial statements. For the first four months of the year, for a half billion dollar enterprise, there was absolutely no uh, budgeting and the Office of the Auditor General has looked into that as well. Let's, so um, we need to see this review. Let's get back to health outcomes and out of interest, I was wondering, is there any areas in health where there is no inequity between Māori and non-Māori? No, I, I think in almost any area you want to point to, Māori do worse. Uh, I think I, uh, okay. there's some narrowing in some areas, but generally I think that's a fair statement to make. Yep. So, so if we accept that there are no or, say, very few areas where there are no inequities, the starting point then would be racist and the system would be racist because it's been creating inequities and continues to create inequities. Uh, I think a large part of those inequities uh, are actually grounded in subconscious bias. And uh, for me, the way to address that subconscious bias is actually through cultural competency, both through medical and nursing school training, at an organisational level, at a college level. Uh, I'm required every year as part of our NDCGP to certify that I have undertaken cultural competency training. 
uh, I think we need to be doing a much better job there to address one of the core issues uh, of inequities, which is the subconscious bias. I think the other thing we need to be looking at is we need to empower Māori health providers so that we deliver care, what I call closer to the home and closer to the hapu. And I think that's another way to achieve what we're looking for. So when you, um, if you were to become the Minister uh, for Health, how would you roll out that cultural competency so that it reaches every peto mm. and every place and, you know, small town and the rest of it across, or, or you know, urban uh, buildings, uh, urban areas where takutai works? Mm, I would make it a general policy statement, which would be a very clear indication uh, to the Medical Council that uh, annual practising certificates would need to take into account uh, cultural competency. It sent a very clear signal to all of the colleges that I have an expectation that there would be cultural competency training and a very clear signal to the medical and nursing school and allied health training uh, organisations that uh, they have an I have an expectation of them. Uh, to also uh, be improving what they're delivering in the way of cultural competency. So as the Minister of Health, you have the ability to send those signals and policy statements. And, would you, and do you expect that the, um, that, that the profession would respond? Like how would you monitor it and make sure that, you know, the Auckland surgeons and doctors up here in Auckland are, are actually doing it and they're happy to do it? So that's how it's done. Well, whether they're happy to do it is a different question. I want it. Uh, and so there it is, that, that talks to leadership. I believe it's important and uh, I believe it needs to be rolled out. How it's checked uh, at the college, for example, my college, is there's a certain number of, uh, of credits and hours I need to apply myself to cultural competency training and there are only certified cultural competency training avenues uh, that I can be a part of. Um, and so those sort of more structured mechanisms towards cultural competency is what my expectation would be. Let's talk about addressing Māori health inequities through a single public health system, which you're suggesting. So given I've got two Māori women sitting next to me, let's talk about them. I've got Takutai and Kylie here. They're 68% more likely to die of breast cancer than their Pākehā sisters. What's your plan to reduce their chance of dying? Uh, how will you reduce that figure to make it more equitable? So uh, what we would be doing, and this is a clear point of differentiation, what we will do and what the government of the day will not do, is we'll be increasing the free breast cancer screening from 70 to 74 years of age. That would save roughly 68 lives, New Zealand women lives, every year. We now fall way behind other countries in the OECD. In 2017, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern uh, happily received a petition in 4,000 signatures saying we need to increase that breast screening age. Nothing has been done and they've shown a clear indication that they don't have it as a priority. I do have it as a priority. And in fact, I was sending a signal with my very first health manifesto policy, because this was it. It wasn't actually bonding nurses. It was actually increasing the breast screening age on 1st of October last year. And I was sending three messages. One, cancer will matter to me. Two, women's health will matter to me. And three, preventative care will matter to me. That's why it was my first policy. So I guess the thing is, like, everyone would agree with that, but it's so much more complex than that. It's the screening, it's the, you know, the wait list, it's Māori women not getting the surgery as fast as it's... So uh, how... how I, I guess the thing is, like, it's like if you've got a Pākehā mate and you've got to take him to a tangi, you have to sit alongside him, you've got to tell him what's happening, you've got to make them feel comfortable and, like, they, they feel like they want to be there. I guess that's the same about, you know, getting some of our Māori wahine into these screening places. How will you make that happen? 
Oh, again, that talks to cultural competency. Uh, if you understand cultural competency, you understand the barriers that are likely to be more prevalent for Māori. You'll understand the financial access barrier. You'll understand transport barriers. Uh, you'll understand their responsibilities and the wider whānau whānui that may make it difficult for them to get to point B on such and such a date and time. Understanding all of that will change your models of care to better take into account those factors, but you have to understand them first. This is going to be massive, your cultural competency rollout, because you're literally going to be training thousands and thousands of our health workforce so that they can competently, um, adequately cater for our wahine Māori and screening services and the rest of it. How much is that going to cost? Actually, with respect, it's already being done. I want to ramp it up. As I say, I but can't But it's not working, get, uh, though. Uh, uh, and so that's another that's, question. And that's so why I want to ramp it up. Um, sort baked in racism in a system. Well, to your point, that's why I want to ramp it up. The point I'm making is it's not a new system that's being created. It's just not fully powered up. And where I may only need two credits to get my own college certification, maybe I should have 10. Uh, and so using some of the existing structures, but stepping up, stepping up what the delivery modules could be and what I might have to do to certify every single year, that's the sort of policy changes I'm looking for. I'm just thinking about some of the people I know that work in the health system who literally don't have a second in a day they're saving people's lives. So, you know, how much time is this going to take? We're going to take doctors and nurses and administrators out of the system to train them in cultural competencies. Who's going to fill the gaps? Yeah, if we took that position and said, I'm so busy that I can't do any further training, then we would never improve. It's not a tenable position. There has to be some parts of our training lives which we put aside for continuing professional development, keeping ourselves up to date with current and international precedent. And I would suggest this is as important as any of those. And in, well, and in the meantime, Māori are missing out and dying in some respects um, while we're waiting for cultural comp people to be, be more culturally competent and less racist. Yeah, I'm not the government of the day, so I can't talk about that here and now, but I can tell you what our plans would be if we were privileged to be the government uh, later in the year. So um, if you become the Minister for Health, I wonder what's a good reduction rate for Takutai and Kylie here under your watch? The death rate at the moment uh, for breast cancer is 68% more than um, their Pākehā sisters. What would you like it to come down? Have you got a figure for me? Yeah, no, I don't have a figure. I want to see a trend. I want to see improvement across a range of measures, actually. Uh, cancer will have a strong role uh, in, in my manifesto and in the objectives that I have, as will immunisation, for example. And I don't want to set a figure on that either, but I do want to see a trend change, a trend change that's different to what we're seeing at the moment. But, but wouldn't it be fair to Wahine Māori to understand what's acceptable for you? So no, say 68%, 68 now, what, what, 50, half of that, 30 something? No, what, what's, what's fair is that they need to see a trend that's doing better. Uh, that's what that is, because I don't want to put a number out there that uh, I may not have the ability to reach without doing further knowledge, which I'll only know when I'm inside the tent. But what I can send a signal is a direction of travel, and that direction of travel is improvement. Kapai, how are you going to sp uh, spend your matariki this year? <laughs> well... For my birthday, I actually got a telescope. And so I'm going to find a light or pollution-free area, probably up in the Hokianga. And uh, my sweetheart and myself and some of the mokos are going to sit outside in the cold and maybe even be the wet. And we're going to cast our eyes to the skies, both through our, our, our God-given eyes. And then we're going to put our eyes to the telescope and see what we can see. And we'll tell the stories. That's how we're going to spend Matariki.
Time to bring in our panel of authoritative aunties into the discussion. When these two go to a bar, they don't have to ask if they know who they are, you just know. AUT Associate Professor Kylie Quince and her learned associate Takutai Tash Kemp, Tumwake of Manurewa Marae and Te Pāti Māori uh, Māori candidate for Tāmaki Makaurau, tēnā kōrua. Mōrena. Kylie, what do you make of Dr Riti's response to health outcomes? Well, where to start? Uh, if we start with um, Te Aka Whaiora, um, I think that's disingenuous to say that, you know, one year you'd expect to see really substantive changes. Um, it, it, you know, they are, they are on an improvement trajectory. Um, you know, I take the word of people like Rob Campbell, the former chair of Whatuora, saying these things need time to bed in. As you said, the, the workers in the sectors are saying that they are seeing this is a structure they can work with. There are going to be improvements. So I think it's disingenuous to say that um, you'd expect s substantive things to happen in a year. Um, second, second point in relation to cultural competence, necessary but insufficient. Obviously, you're only going to be able to test any health worker's cultural competence if you get to a health worker. So there are you know, significant environmental factors, resources, access to primary care particularly. You've got to get there before you assess. So necessary but certainly not enough. Takutai is somebody who's working kind of at the grassroots and you know, bumping into the, the public health system. Um, you know, what's your experience in terms of, um, he's, uh, Dr Reti says that there has been some improvement in cultural competency because they're doing it now. Do you see that? Look, <clears throat> we really, um, you know, how I, how I um, see these comments from Shane is that um, they ignore the voices of our whānau and of Māori. And, um, you know, we say at Manurewa Maraia, mohiake te oro te iwi kapotakita whaiau. The health and well-being of our people is paramount and we must do whatever it takes you know, for our whānau to succeed. And uh, since the signing of the Treaty of Waitangi, uh, Māori have never had equal access to health care as our non-Māori uh, across Aotearoa. And previous governments have underinvested in Māori health, uh, Māori models of health care, which have led to this two-tier system of health, which is you can afford it or you can't. And Regretfully, Māori fall into the category of we can't afford it. And uh, we're put in that gap of this impacts us and this decision to, um, you know, to scrap mm. uh, the Māori Health Authority goes against everything that um, Māori health experts have given recognition to, uh, support to, consultation on, and um, this is not what we um, would want to see for... Uh, te aka whaiora. It's, it's, it's a year in its um, state and it needs time to nurture and grow. Just like anything, mm -hmm. eh, when we're in Matariki, it's time, it needs time to blossom and grow. You know, we could say that it's been set up to fail, that it hasn't been given the right resource. Māori represent 20% of the population, 25% of the health need, yet we're only funded 2% of the health dollar. Mm. So how can you succeed in a system that doesn't support or give us the resource and funding deserved to be at its best? Dr Riti admitted that actually there's no area. Um, we were talking about the 68% uh, 
uh, Māori women are more likely to die as a result of breast cancer, but he actually admitted that there's probably no area where there's no inequity between Māori and, and Pākehā, but still won't support, you know, still wants to support the system that's there. You know, what do you make of that? Well, I think, as I've said, I think it's, it's disingenuous because it ignores the structural and the systemic and focuses on individual actors in the system, mm. you know, um, and, and obviously s systemic inequities require really big, as, as Tash said, investment and time to bed in. Just like the deal, one generation to lose, three or four to get back. Same thing of addressing inequity across housing, health, justice, education. These are big projects. They don't fit nicely into a, a three-year electoral cycle. You know, so we need some bipartisan or cross-party agreement mm. in the investment and in allowing things to bed in and, and blossom, as, as Tash mentioned. Um, Māori you know, breast cancer experts say that it's uh, layers, it's screening, it's cancer surfaces, it's surgical outcomes, it's the shortage of GPs. Tamir, Tamir, Tamir. Where do you start? Exactly, where do you start? You know, we can start at investment. We can start at ensuring that there is adequate funding into the services. You know, you, we don't want to lose any Māori woman. Mm -hmm. And uh, when we think about breast cancer, and um, there's someone very close to me that's going through that process right at this moment. Mm -hmm. In fact, yesterday she was at a getting her biopsy. So, you know, there's... There are better ways in engaging with our whānau, and we all know what that is. We don't all we don't access services, mm. uh, and why? We fuckama. There isn't the right. Uh, you know, when you go into a service, you want to see people that look like you, sound like you, all those sorts of things. That this is not new. Uh, we've been in the system for a long, long time, and it hasn't changed. But we must peel back the layers. Mm. Uh, there, it needs more investment. Like I said, we only receive two percent of the funding for health. It needs more investment. Uh, at its party conference, the Green Party criticised other political parties for the lack of political courage and moral imagination. In short, they want to introduce rent controls, clear the social housing wait list, build 35,000 new homes, tax the super rich, um, introduce private landowners into the ETS and um, proposing a new Ministry of Climate Change. Um, they have held around 8% but not enough to make sweeping changes. Is this an attempt, do you think, to garner a bit of the Labour vote? Marama was quite clear that that they were actually trying to you know go for part of, part of the uh, mm. you know disaffected Labour vote. Uh, having said that, I'm not sure that that did actually ally with that pretty brave and bold manifesto, which was much more left than we've seen any Labour um, party come out with for more than a generation. Is so that strategic. At this time of I, I think election. so. I think so. I mean, we, we've seen other media commentators in recent days since the since the party conference say that it's now a clear competition between ACT and the Greens and Party Māori mm. in, in terms of reaching for the for the end there. Whereas you know, National Labour much of a muchness um, in the middle. Can the Party Māori work with those commitments? Look, the Party Māori will work with any political party that will advance and advocate to Tiriti or Waitangi and the interest of Māori. So far in the lead up to the general election, the Green Party has had just two Māori standing in those um, Māori seats and we'll come to Te Pāti Māori soon because I know there's a couple of new names there. But for the Greens, Darlene Tana, for Tāmaki Makaurau, uh, Huhana Linden and Te Tokiro, would we have expected more? 
perhaps, but I can also understand, again, Marama justified coming off standing in an electorate seat to say that her, her role as party leader mm. is to be supporting people that are standing and, of course, to go for the party vote. So I can understand why you would want to spread, you know, not spread yourself so thinly mm. um, and make a clear bid for party votes for Green. Let's talk about some of those party Māori candidates, um, a new, two new ones this week. So Hana Rafati Maipi Clark running against Nanaya Mahuta in Hauraki and again um, Mary Pekarauka would take the first um, electorate seat, which is a general electorate seat. But let's talk about Hana Rafati Maipi Clark. She's a mokopuna to the two incredible Māori rights activists, Timi and Ramari Maipi. Um, she's got a good whakapapa. Tell us a little bit more about her. Yeah, well, Emihiana Kia Hana. Um, she's a great advocate, Rangatahi, that represents the largest population of Māori that can vote in this election. Uh, she is the future of, of Māori and Forte Party Māori. She comes as a mokopuna and a tawira of Kohanga Kura Kopapa Farikura, an author at 20. And uh, you know what I love about Rangatahi? They're vibrant. They have solutions. They see the world differently from those of us that are, that are sitting at, at the party. They bring a new um, invigoration of life and uh, of the world and how we see how we fit into that as Te Ao Māori. She will bring a great, she brings uh, great strength mm. in terms of being young and vibrant and mana wahine. Can she turn it into votes though? Can we she get rangatahi to enrol? Well, I mean, as Tash said, she represents the demographic, you know, more than half of Māori um, are aged under 25. So having, having candidates over 50, um, those are their parents. Those are us, I'm afraid. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's exciting. So yeah. if they want to be represented, then they want people that look and look and sound like them. Yeah. The mm -hmm. fact that Nanaya has, has come off the list to run against her, I mean, one interpretation of that is that she's worried. So I'd, I'd take that, if I was to party Māori, I'd take that with some confidence. And look, when, you know, the kōrero from Hana is the table is big enough for us all. We just need to widen the tipu. Uh, Minister Kitty Allen has been criticised for her manner uh, with public servants. She's been on leave from Parliament, um, she says, for the school holidays. What's likely to happen when she returns? Ai kāroha kia, yeah. Um, tough, tough times for Kitty. Um, undoubtedly, we, we all know, if you're wahine, if you're Māori, if you're any minority, you know, the media likes to jump on these things. So I, I hope that some of the, the uh, spotlight hasn't been because of uh, because of those aspects of, mm. of her personal life. Um, the Prime Minister has said he's going to have a have a chat with her. I hope she gets, she's done an amazing job, I think, as Minister of Justice, an amazing uh, person on the ground on Te Tai Rafati, um, with all of the, the issues they've had through the flooding and other disasters. So, you know, I hope she keeps her, you know, her portfolios. Kapai, uh, we're going to jump into uh, Act's uh, law and order policy. In 2016, the national government, supported by the Act Party, raised the age in which youth justice uh, were dealt with in the system from 17 to 18. Now the Act Party wants, says it was a mistake and it wants to reverse it. Um, what do you think? Look, I think it appears that um, the Act Party policies are marginal to Māori. They want to get rid of Māori seats, they want to get rid of Te Akawhai Ora, they want to get rid of Whānau Ora, and now they want to lock us up. You know? do, do you think it's hypocritical that um, you know they want to treat 17-year-olds in the adult justice system but they won't give them the vote? Yeah, I do think it's hypocritical and... Um, you know, locking us up earlier isn't going to solve a problem. It's just going to incre increase more, uh, you know, another layer, layer of issue, challenge, problems, 
you know, for our rangasahi, for our whānau. Ko te wā o Matariki, and we all know um, it's when we lose some of our pakeke. So Te Ao Māori has lost Dr E Hakara Pukitapu, uh, a former secretary for Māori Affairs. Last week he championed the first kohanga reo in Wainui o Mata. Um, he, was a, he was a chair of uh, Te Māori, the exhibition in 1984. He was a Māori All Black, Māori trustee, public servant for many, many years. Do you have a memory of Kara Pukitapu? I, d- I didn't know uh, Kara personally, but what an amazing yeah. life and, and across all of those things. And, and actually the one thing you left out that I did meet him it was in respect of Wainui Amata Rugby League. Um, so what, a, what an array of activities and what a legacy. So an, an amazing uh, poe of Māoridom. Yeah. How important is it to have people like Kara working at, you know, in, in, in Wellington when you're working in the grassroots mm. on the ground? It's really important to have allies across across the motu. Mm. And uh, when you're working in a space that is for Māori, by Māori, with Māori, to Māori, you need allies. And one way of doing that and a solution for that has been whānau ora. Whānau ora is a network of partners uh, across the North Island that are experts in their rohe and how they meet the needs of their community and their whānau. So you must have allies. And, you know, they're, they're, they've been around for a long, long time. There's, um, you know, Teresa Olsen, that's down in, in in the bottom end of the North Island. We have Miri Pekaroka Watate. We have, you know, the Chair of Whānau Water Commissioning Agency. We have uh, two, Lady Tūreiti Moxon, and then you've got John Tamihiri. They've been beating the same drum for many, many years. Matariki, how you... Um, isn't it big this year? Isn't Huge. it amazing what happens when um, the government uh, gives us a holiday and puts a whole lot of resources into it? How are you <laughs> going to celebrate it? Well, if I'm not in Hokianga, and I might not be, you might be with might. Dr. Mm. Shane Riti through his telescope. Yep. If I'm not in Hokianga sharing Araturu with uh, Dr. Riti, then uh, I'll, I'll be up at the Hotapu up at uh, Takaparafo here in Ordake, which I did last year with my my tamariki, and it was amazing. So um, yeah, so exciting. Did you get a good kai? Didn't stay for a kai. Got a little bit of fish off the actual uh, off the. Um, off the umu itself, but uh, didn't hang around for breakfast. I think I will this year. What do you like about Matariki, um, you know, as a as an urban Māori in Auckland? You know, I love that there are multiple activations ac- ac- across the week, actually, mm. as, we he- as we head up into Matariki. You know, for instance, you know, it's about the connecting as whānau, whanaungatanga. Uh, I think seeing people that, not just Māori, but non-Māori, get to see and love who we are as a people, and across Tamaki Makoto, there are lots of activations that you go to. For instance, tonight at Manirewa Marae, there's a big kapahaka uh, matariki celebration. Uh, we've got, um, you know, Fakata Māori Awards, you know, uh, tomorrow night, a Wednesday night, celebrating matariki. Thursday, the Te Whanau Waipareira have a matariki celebration, mm. and of course the launch of Te Pāti Māori, and then I'm heading up to the Hautapu at Takaparafo as well uh, on the Friday morning. So I look forward, I think, I, I, what I love is seeing whānau mm. and seeing our people, the smiles, the energy, the vibrancy. It makes the work that you do out on the ground, you know, so rewarding and worthwhile. Tēnākwe, I think I'm heading up to... Māngere with uh, Matua Scotty and Fire Stacey for our hotapu on Sunday uh, with all the kids. So, yeah, Emma here and 
ki a rātau, ngā kaiarahi i a tātou uh, mō tēnei kaupapa ko te mat- matariki for all those people who are leading our karakia and cooking our kai and doing our umu and stuff. We mahi to you. Tēnā kōrua, thank you for your time today. Uh, kua tau ngā purapura a matariki ki te whenua, kua hui hui ngā iwi i te pū mahana o te kotahitanga me te aroha. Mānawatia a matariki, ngā mahi o te tauhau Māori. Kanu te mahi ki te puna whakatongarewa me te māngai pāho. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back in a fortnight. Nohoro mai. Ko te reo.